Kevin McCarthy has still not been able to secure the votes to become Speaker of the House. Joe Biden's press secretary gives her take on the border crisis. Plus, one news source blames rising crime on global warming. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Kevin McCarthy in the race to become the next Speaker of the House. Republicans secured the House majority after the 2022 elections, but it was a much smaller majority than was predicted. Republicans in the new 118th Congress will hold a 222 to 213 majority. McCarthy was banking on a big majority where he wouldn't have to negotiate or offer concessions to the GOP conference. However, with this slim majority, only five no votes are needed to keep McCarthy from getting elected. After six rounds of voting on Tuesday and Wednesday, McCarthy's vote total went from 203 to 202 to 201, with 218 needed to win. Representative Byron Donalds from Florida received 20 votes with one member voting present. In his nominating speech for Donalds, Republican Representative Chip Roy summed up the situation perfectly. This country needs leadership that does not reflect this city, this town that is badly broken. Do you think that the American people support the status quo? Yes or no? Do you think that the American people want us to continue down the road of what we've been doing? Do they want us to continue to do the things since the leadership that's currently in place have been in place, do you think they want us to continue down that path? And the argument that I would make is that they want a new face, new vision, new leadership. Great comments from Chip Roy. But if you watch Fox News, you'd think the world is coming to an end. That unless this is wrapped up in one vote, that Republicans are going to crumble and Washington will implode. Don't fall for the gloom and doom, folks. One thing I've learned in politics is that when people start screaming that it's the end of the world, it's usually about something they simply disagree with. All of the blame is being put on those opposed to McCarthy. But Roy is right. It's time to upend the status quo. That's why Rona McDaniel is being challenged. And that's why McCarthy can't win. And here's another thing about Fox News and others blaming McCarthy opponents. This is the first time multiple ballots have been required in 100 years. That means over the last 100 years, the Speaker of the House has been able to craft together a unified coalition. Kevin McCarthy has failed to do that. That's just a fact. So let's see what happens on Thursday. We will have a new Speaker of the House, but if Kevin McCarthy can't put a coalition together from within the GOP conference, then it's obvious that we need someone who can. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden's press secretary, but first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, because every time she holds a press briefing, a host of sound bites emerge, which shows not only the incompetence of her, but the incompetence of the entire Biden administration. Her latest efforts to address serious issues like the crisis at the southern border resulted in comments that don't make any sense 
and have no basis in fact. Here's an example. Roughly 7,000 migrants crossing every day illegally. Does the White House believe the border is secure? Hey, look, I've told you what we have done, what we have made this a priority uh, to make sure. Done. Are they working? Uh, to make sure that there's border security measures. Look, 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 here's the thing, Peter. The president has taken historic actions. Takeaways. Biden takes the border seriously and has taken historic action. What either of those statements means for actually securing the border? I have no idea. And how about this babbling comment about the border in Title 42? The Supreme Court's order gives Republicans in Congress plenty of time, uh, we believe, to move uh, past political finger pointing, pointing um, and, uh, and, uh, and join our Democratic colleagues to fix and uh, to work to, to fix this problem. At one point, Fox News's Peter Ducey asked the press secretary if anyone in the White House actually believes the border is secure. Here's her response. What I can tell you is this is a president has been working since day one uh, to work on border security, uh, to make an immigration a priority. That's why he put forth a comprehensive immigration uh, reform plan legislation. And here's, here's the thing, as the president is coming forward and trying to come up with solutions, the difference here is that you have Republicans, as you know, who are doing political stunts. And just so you know, her ridiculous comments were not just reserved for the border crisis. Karine Jean-Pierre also refused to answer questions regarding upcoming House investigations on Joe and Hunter Biden. And she also said that regarding COVID, the Biden administration certainly follows the science. Yeah, right. All right, next let's talk about the BLM riots from 2020 and the skyrocketing crime that has followed. Over the last several years, including that summer, we have seen violence rise and violent criminals be given a pass. Violent offenders are being let out on low or no bail, only to commit crimes. The cities with the strictest gun laws have the most shootings and left-wing mayors and other leaders are doing nothing about it. They don't blame or address the violent people they just go after the violent gun. But the news source, The Guardian, has a different reason why crime is spiking. It's not soft on crime left-wing policies. Nope, it's global warming. Here's the story. Almost 8,000 shootings in U.S. cities in recent years were attributable to unreasonably warm temperatures, according to a new study. The researchers said the work suggested the climate crisis could be contributing to increased gun violence by pushing temperatures beyond the normal ranges. They also said increasing tree cover and green spaces can reduce gun violence, especially in the most deprived neighborhoods. Both measures are known to cool urban areas, and this link is now being investigated. Oh my gosh, give me a break. Crime has been rising in recent years because of Democrat policies, and those policies never ever want to point the finger at the offenders and perhaps the culture of today's society. Instead, we get excuses and catchphrases like gun violence. Well, I don't know of a single firearm, pistol or rifle, that has become more violent over the last few years. The number of people being purposely run over by cars has increased over the years as well. Have cars become more violent? And in this case, the excuse is global warming. Here's more. The new research is published in the journal JAMA Network Open. It found that in the 100 U.S. cities with the highest number of firearm shootings, 7,973 shootings were attributable to above-average temperatures, comprising 6.85% of 
of all shootings. First, you cannot attribute a shooting to high temperatures. The shooting may coincide with a higher temperature, but the higher temperature is not the cause. Second, if 6.85% of the shootings were attributable to higher temperatures, what about the other 93.15%? It's just typical. Blame everyone else except the bad guys. All right, next here's a follow-up on Thomas Jefferson High School in Virginia, a school that got caught going woke and parents are certainly upset. It turns out that the school didn't notify students who received national merit recognition because school officials thought it might make other students feel bad. Of course, those recognitions are used to help with college applications and scholarship opportunities. And the school officials didn't even let the students or their parents know. Now, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is calling for an investigation. Uh, right now, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin even getting involved here, calling on the Attorney General uh, to investigate. The governor is saying this was an egregious, deliberate attempt to disadvantage high-performing students. Uh, the school failed to properly inform dozens of kids they were named commended students by the National Merit Scholarship Corporation this fall. And parents are accusing school administrators of intentionally withholding this information to avoid hurting other kids' feelings. Aren't you just sick of the woke radical left? Merit and accomplishment are being pushed aside in the name of equity when we all know that you can't and shouldn't ensure equal outcomes. People have different skills, different abilities, and different levels of drive and motivation. You can't punish those who push themselves simply to make underachievers feel better. Here's more. Now, the district is saying this is a unique situation because it's due to human error. This morning, we're trying to find out exactly what that means. Who was the person who could be responsible for this? What exactly was the error? We're also trying to figure out how parents were notified in the first place. We do know that the district has since notified the schools where these students applied and the families to tell them that they were awarded this uh, distinguishment. We also know that a third party is investigating. The results of that investigation could be available as soon as the end of the month. So human error. Yes, a human error in judgment. This was done on purpose to adhere to the woke agenda. It's as simple as that. Fortunately, the parents are speaking out and the governor is speaking out. And if there's anything we've learned recently, it's that if you take the fight to the left, we can win, but we can't win if we don't fight. All right, next let's talk about Colorado Governor Jared Polis and illegal border crossers because the liberal elite are perfectly happy having towns and cities in Texas become completely overrun with illegal aliens, but when a few dozen are bused to New York or Washington DC or Martha's Vineyard, there's a complete meltdown. The people doing the busing, like Republican Governor Greg Abbott, get all the criticism well, the overall problem is being ignored. Now, Democrat Governor Jared Polis is joining in, not in the criticism, but in the busing. And New York Mayor Eric Adams is not too happy about it. Here's the story. Adams complained on Tuesday that his office had been notified on Monday that Colorado will be sending migrants to major cities like New York and Chicago. We were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado has now stated that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago, Adams said, the New York Post reported. This is just unfair for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. There's no more room at the inn. It's just unfair. Unfair? This is what border towns have to deal with every day. 
And just because these towns are on the border does not mean they should have to endure the illegal activity that we've been seeing since Joe Biden came into office. Eric Adams and other liberals are fine with open borders, as long as those people don't show up on their doorsteps. Here's more. According to Axios, policies justifying the migrant transportation because the vast majority of migrants do not want to stay in Colorado. Still, Paula suggested that Colorado's migrant transportation is somehow different than what some other states are doing, without evidence, of course. Too many people, in our opinion, view this through a political lens or as playing politics, and it's terrible that in some places people have been used as political props, he told Politico. But what we are doing here is just honoring our values by treating people with dignity and respect. So yes, Polis is busing illegals to cities like Chicago and New York, but he's still taking shots at Republicans who do the same thing. That part is pathetic. But what's great to see is the meltdown that's occurring at the destinations. And to think, if we only just secured our border, none of this would be happening. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.